0: Welcome back to the Business and Bliss Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Kay, here with my amazing co-host, Jennifer Conkey. Welcome. Hi, Hi, everybody. Sometimes I want to introduce you as my sidekick, so maybe we'll try that. Yeah, I'll be be a sidekick. That's fine. (laughs) All right. Well, we have an amazing guest here today. Um, Everyone, welcome, Jess Gibson. Jess, we are super excited to have you. I loved our conversation that we had um, on the phone. I'm so excited for you to tell our listeners about your book. Um, Just so much great information to share. You are a wealth of knowledge. So thank you for being here. Welcome, welcome. And without further ado, Jess, I'm going to turn it over to you Um, just to introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us a little bit more about you. And then we're going to go ahead and dive in.
1: Sounds good. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm really excited to be here. so I was a uh, teacher from middle school, high school, and uh, for about 11 years, and then a professor of psychology. I trained a bunch of therapists and um, uh, wrote several books, and I just realized that I didn't want to grade any more dissertations. And that when I was working with people, training these therapists, I trained hundreds of therapists, um, that the model for what we do when we treat people and their problems and their trauma and their pain is, is really ridiculous. Um, instead of taking people on the journey that they're in and realizing where they're really at and acknowledging that, hey, we're just all in our own movie right now. We're writing our own stories. Like if you're gonna write yourself a story, write yourself a damn good one. Yeah. Because we make up all these meaning for you know, we make up all the meaning for the things that we have in our lives anyway. Um, so I started to go on a different path and um I created something called strategic therapy. And halfway through that, um, which strategic therapy is just a rapid way of working with problems like in four to six weeks instead of ongoing therapy for the rest of your life or many years at a time, just waiting for some insight to bubble up. Let's Mm -hmm. screw that. Let's get straight to the point. Let's redefine how we see problems and what we do and how we feel about them. Um, And then this book popped out of me like they do sometimes, right? Um, It's called The Manifestation Protocol. And I realized at the base level of things, if we don't already appreciate all the things that have happened to us in our life, we don't get to move on to the next level of creation. Yeah. And so, um, and that, and I was going through personal things. So this was a personal adventure for me as well. Um, I have an extremely narcissistic ex-wife who's pretty much done everything she can to destroy the relationship between my daughter and I, who's who's now 10 and we have a really close relationship. Um, so I'm like, okay, how do I personally figure out a way to be grateful for all the shit that's filtering into my life right now?
0: Yes. Amen.
1: And how do I get to a point where I can look at this as a tool and a lesson and a leverage point to jump to the next level? Um, And at first it was really difficult. I was like, what can I appreciate about this person that I absolutely hate? Um, I'm like, I was struggling, I was struggling. And I'm like, I appreciate that she has really nice hair. (laughs) I mean, you got to start at the baseline level things, right? (laughs) So anyway, this book ended up coming out. um, It was in three parts. There's a meditation part because you got to get in touch with the universe and shut your mind off. Then you got to get into the appreciation phase. And then you got to really get into the creation phases where you get to ask the universe for things and for questions and information. Um, It came out. People started reading it and it kind of took off.
2: That's so cool. That, kind of yeah. took off. Yeah, it just kind cool. of took off. Yeah, <laughs> kind of took I'm over off. here trying to learn it. How do I get this? How do I do it? How can I be cool? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So you have a 10-year-old daughter?
1: I do, I have a 10-year-old daughter and I have a almost 17-year-old daughter.
2: Oh, wow, okay. Well, that's a big spread.
1: It is a big spread in there by two different, you know, practice wives. I like to say
2: practice wives
1: yeah so that i could be ready so that i could be ready it for what's next right so you know i mean come yep. on you got to go through relationships and failures in life and do it as quickly as yeah. you possibly can and you're not going to get to where you're supposed to be
2: yeah you got to win or learn right, right? And if you don't learn from the divorce then yeah no. so i get it that makes sense That's cool. So So, yeah. So now that you have this book and you've had this practice and you've been able to help people, like, what are you doing now with the book? What are you doing all this travel? Like, where are you going? What are you doing? How are you helping?
1: So I've been working. It's it's interesting. Um, when things come to you when you put yourself in the right place, right energetically. We know that we're all made up of matter and energy and um, the only way to really change mental states is to change the physical place that we put our vibrations in on a daily basis, and of course, that's related to diet, and it's related to exercise, and attitude, and all that stuff that we already know, but it's also related to um, how we individually deal with trauma and pain in our stories, Um, and so when I wrote this book, what ended up happening is, I don't know if there was some tectonic shift in the universe for me anyway is that I started to get phone calls and the very first phone call I got was from um, a a 25 year old girl who had just been raped and she somehow found I hadn't been doing a lot of advertising she somehow found um, a flyer that I'd stuck up around town and did a little pull-off tab and called me and she was bawling and she said are you the therapist that makes change happen and I said, um, yes, I don't, didn't know anything. It's just this girl on the other end crying. And um, she's like, can, can I, do you have any time today? And I said, please tell me, you know, tell me what's going on. Um, she told me, I showed up over there um, about an hour later. I, fortunately, I was free. There was cops there. So we sat down and this girl is in complete and utter total breakdown. She was raped by her best friend uh, a year ago, and she had just gotten brave enough to come to terms with it. And so, you know, you're dealing with crisis situations like this. How do you, how do you deal with it? And so the very first thing I had to do was check her emotional range, right? To find out. So even though this sounds like the worst possible thing you could do in a, in a situation that's this traumatic, I made her laugh in the middle of her misery. I wanted to know that I could take her out of that because everybody has an emotional range, right? Even if we are desperately hurt and in pain, there is something that we can do to appreciate and laugh in all situations. So I appreciated her world first, understood where she was coming, built rapport as quickly as I possibly could. And then, and then I made her laugh and then we laughed hysterically together. And then the cops were all laughing. Okay? And then once we got that baseline down, like, okay, we're all humans here. This is a really shitty situation, but we have the ability to change the way we feel about it. Just that small little demo to her was enough to give her hope that she could take it in a different level. So um, I've only worked with her three times. She's got one more session and then we're done because I usually only work with people four to six times. Um, But that has cascaded this whole, now I've gotten four or five other clients from her you know, that have, have to do with abuse or trauma or like uh, narcissistic manipulation in relationships. and relationships and so things have really picked up after that but it really comes down to how do you appreciate all the situations in your life that you just you want to hate and you want to resent
2: yeah
0: that's a crazy
2: story okay I mean curious how did you get her to laugh um
1: So, I don't know, I told some stupid joke, and I don't remember exactly what I said, but oftentimes, we call them pattern interrupts, like in neuro-linguistic programming, I'm sure you're familiar. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, right at the worst possible moment, you say the most random, asinine, idiotic thing, and it catches that one moment of confusion. And in that one moment of confusion, you can insert pretty much anything, and the brain will actually hear it. And then because the brain's confused, it doesn't know how to deal with it. Usually it goes into laughter because that's the only way you can deal with a chaotic situation at that point, right? Right. Um, I don't remember the exact thing I said.
2: That's so cool. Pattern, inter-
0: pattern interrupting is cool. It reminds me when you asked me if I can smell popcorn.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Did I say that to you? No, no I, I, did.
2: Oh, you I did. I did when I was doing a session with her. Yeah. Oh, that's so smell funny. Yeah. And you're
1: like, wait, what?
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, no, I don't.
2: No, I don't smell popcorn. Oh, okay, cool. Do you smell rusty nails? <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's
0: awesome. Um, very cool. So, you know, it's interesting what you're saying. It, it goes back to this phrase that keeps coming up for me, which is the journey is the destination, um, mm-hmm. right? So it's 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 never that we arrive at this place of like complete peace and and forever until the end of time. Like, there's always going to be that next obstacle, that next challenge that, you know, kind of like what you said, like it gives you another opportunity to see just how much your soul has evolved at that point. Like, how are you going to deal with this? You know I mean? Jen and I went through, or I guess we kind of went through a business situation together, you know, where someone did something negative to us. And, you know, it's kind of like in that situation in the past, I would have like flipped out and cried and freaked out and, you know, it's kind of like, before I even picked up the phone to talk to her about it, I was like, I already forgive you. Right. Like, regardless of why you did it, or what happened, or I already forgive you. And that was like, wow, I actually had like, I've grown. And so, you know, then the universe is like, well, no, wait, like, let's just see how much you've grown. Um <laughs> about this? Right. Um, so it's interesting that of what you're talking about with you know, this girl's personal trauma with your, you know, obstacles and trauma that you've even worked through. It's, you know, constantly evolving our soul, which um, in theory, I believe is what we all signed up for when we incarnated on this planet, right? As we, we signed up for this uh, boot camp to evolve our soul. So it's really beautiful work that you're doing to help people um, change the way they look at things, right? Wayne Dyer, change the way that you look at things and the things you look at change right Um, which is beautiful
1: yeah and I think I take a lot of this so my background is my um I thought I was going to be an uh, archaeologist Indiana Jones I'll just be honest I thought I was going to be Indiana Jones when I was a kid so I got my bachelor's in Mesoamerican archaeology and then I studied uh, religion and and archaeology and then um, got my master's in educational and developmental psychology and a PhD in psychology and teaching credential and taught science um, so I kind of always combine these, this like religious aspect with, with the scientific aspect and then study quantum psychology and quantum physics, which I know is above like most people's normal realm, but I'm a dork. And, um, in, in doing that, or you're um, in what?
0: I said, or you're just in tune. Maybe, but, maybe. maybe.
1: Um, But in doing that, I think I put it all into a structure uh, following Carl Jung and Joseph Campbell. Um, And Joseph Campbell, of course, is famously known for, you know, understanding the monomyth and the way that human beings tell stories and how that's embedded into our DNA. And he studied studied the religious texts from... um, basically every culture in the world that still exists and found the underlying um, archetypal structures that exist. And then Carl Jung really looked at those archetypal structures and how they fit into the collective unconscious and i know this is a little bit um esoteric right now but the point is this human beings have structures that are built into their dna to understand life understand the patterns that they create in their brains to process information and understand what reality is and what reality isn't those structures are created in ourselves so like kids don't you know babies don't get born into the world with structures they get them developed they got potentiality and they get them developed and by the time you're about a I don't know in your 20s you know pretty much you've seen everything you're gonna see in life and now you have this structure for what the world really is Mm -hmm. however you didn't really get to choose it it's kind of chosen for you and we walk around believing that that is the truth and reality and that's what we are and that's what our identity is and that's what we're capable of right but in reality that's a bunch of bullshit. because at any moment you could go back and change a memory or change a value system or change a belief system and have a totally different experience. And so the way that I found is the most effective to do that is by looking at the way that people tell the stories of their lives. And who does not want to, nobody wants to go to therapy, right? But who wants to go on an adventure? Yeah. Like if we're all our own heroes in our own in our own stories and we are following the three structure act that all movies do and all books do, right? Where at the beginning, act one, you know, the hero, is presented with a problem and doesn't want to leave their current situation and resist the adventure and they don't go and all of a sudden they're forced into it then they go into this new world where maybe they meet a mentor they get some magic power or they come on they have to face these challenges right we're all living in that all the time just like what you were saying right we're living in it all the time and then finally they have to have some final battle they overcome this thing, and then they're supposed to take that knowledge and that and that gift that they just learned and give it back to people to bring other people up with them, right? Because that's the real purpose in the world, is to bring people up, is to wake them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where people get joy from. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the next book that I'm almost finished with, and which I want to turn into a training for other people as well, it's called The Journey Within. Uh, I think you even said those words, because at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead yeah that gave me goosebumps that uh, yes i resonate with that completely the journey within that's that's what we're all doing yeah so so tell us about within your book the manifestation protocol tell us you know i think we talked about this a little bit on our pre-screen but what what could you share with us today for our listeners for someone listening who is in a dark place or ready to flip the script ready to mm-hmm. experience a better life like where where can they start what what are some tactics you could talk to us about like where's a place to start what is something that somebody could apply today
1: okay tangibles perfect yeah. i love strategy strategy and tangibles yeah <laughs> um so the first thing is this nobody can make any decisions when they're in a chaotic state of mind right so we've all been gifted a strategy for relaxation and many people forget about it now i I mean I call it um <clears throat> I call it meditation but it doesn't have to be that and it certainly doesn't have to be sit with your legs crossed and your fingers in, you know in a um and om um it can be dance for people it can be music for people it's just it can be walking it can be running i've been meditating while i've been running before right you just get into that place where nothing else exists except for maybe your breath and emptiness um the very first part when anybody's freaked out or in a dark place is to get out of your body. Because the reality of the situation is, we are just bio-body suits with a consciousness that's waiting to tell us where we're supposed to go. When we deny that is when we feel the most chaos in life. When we shut our minds off, we let our spirit or our soul or whatever interior energy you wanna call it, bubble up, it takes over and we, we get into calm and peace. So I would, the very first strategy has to be, where do you feel the most meditative? I don't know. Is it playing piano? Is it taking a walk by yourself? I don't recommend laying down on a bed meditating because that's called nap time. But, you know, sitting calm. I usually say to myself, and in the book, it gives some strategies. Sometimes I have a hard time shutting off my brain. So I have something that I'm very connected to is my grandmother's old Navajo blanket. And We were best friends. And when she died, she gave it to me. And, and so I sit it on my front lawn um, and I, I just sit on it, however I feel comfortable at the time. And I say to myself, my name is Jess Wagner Gibson and I am nothing because I'm everything. My name is Jess Wagner Gibson and I'm everything because I'm nothing. And I kind of just keep going through that loop for a little while until my brain's like, these don't make any sense and it stops trying to answer questions. And then um, sometimes my eyes are closed, sometimes they're open, um, and I just try to get into a peace breathing place. Once I'm there where I feel that I'm, I'm comfortable enough in that place where I'm calmed down, I don't have random thoughts or mostly, you know, penetrating my brain, then I try to move into the appreciation phase. And this is the hardest part, of the manifestation protocol. And this is the hardest part I think for most people's life in general. We love the surprises. We love surprises that we expect and the ones that we don't expect we call problems, but they're all surprises, right? Yeah. So we, can't, we don't get to differentiate because the universe doesn't know the difference. It's just like, here, here's some shit to do with.
0: Maybe I it's good, maybe it's bad. I hit a problem, I'm gonna say, well, that's a surprise. I'm gonna use right? that, okay. <laughs>
1: Oh, and here's the other thing I always use. This is the best line I've ever known because it always works in every situation. Anytime something happens to you that you did not expect or that pisses you off or hurts you in any way, you can always say this. That's interesting. (laughs) Because it puts you in the observer perspective instead of in the reactive perspective. You're just like, okay, that's interesting. And you're never wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But anyway, getting back to the appreciation part, um, I would not recommend picking the hardest things in your life to appreciate right away. Um, I would appreciate the things that you genuinely do appreciate. Um, I appreciate this. And I go through and say, I'm so grateful for this situation um, because, and you always have to have a because not just I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Anybody can be grateful. The universe needs to know why. Why are you grateful for it? What did it teach you? It's trying to move you on. And so there has to be a reason that you're grateful for, and you have to state that. So as you go through this, it gets easier and easier, and then you can choose the hardest, the more difficult, challenging things. And the goal would ultimately be, if you want to solve all your own pain, and you want to solve your own anxiety issues and depression, then you need to start thinking those things that you revolt against like your depression like this is a really hard concept i am so grateful for my depression because it has taught me what the insight that it takes for you to come upon what what is is the thing that it's trying to teach you in the first place right does that make any sense
0: it totally makes sense and the emotion that it 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 takes to love that thing is a shift from fear right Which is
1: huge yeah because i mean at the end of the day the universe doesn't understand good and bad or evil it doesn't understand it doesn't have an emotionality attached to it it has frequency and that's it um and in the book i talk a little bit about like einstein's light and i try to break it down to a small thing but energy and matter are the same thing so there's no difference the universe has no idea it just reflects what what, what frequencies you put out into the universe. So if you're constantly vibrating at a depressive level, then it just goes, Oh, let me match this with your level. So here are more things for you to be depressed about. Right? So in order to release that, you have to appreciate it because appreciation always takes things to a higher frequency. And when you're at the higher frequency, the, then you're no longer resisting the lesson that you're trying to, that the universe is trying to get you to learn then it provides you with another opportunity that's at a higher frequency.
0: So, Jess, I have a question for you. Yeah. So I'm sure you've seen um, the experiment where it's two tuning forks, one tuning fork, and the other forks are vibrating at the yes. same tone. So, what would you say for people who are, Around trying to have a high vibration but encountering negative vibration. There's a really loud bird behind you. Sorry. Not sure you Oh no, sorry. No, you're fine. I <laughs> my point is, you know, when you're bombarded with other negative emotion or other negative uh lower vibrations, yeah, think of that like tuning fork concept, right? So yeah.
1: We call that, and actually it's funny that you brought up that metaphor because I have that in, that's exactly in my book. Um, So I play guitar and piano, and this is called um, the law of resonance. So like frequencies always vibrate together, right? So what happens is if I play a note on my guitar, let's say I play an A, and I'm not even touching my piano, on my piano, the A note will automatically vibrate and hum without me having to touch it because the you know, vibrations will travel through the air and it will resonate at the same frequency and then it'll vibrate the piano. And if I do the piano, my guitar will vibrate just the same way. Um, this is the way that the universe operates. It's not even difficult to understand because we can see it everywhere we go. So you're absolutely correct. That's the same way for emotional vibrations. Works
0: so what do the same you think about that?
1: that's where appreciation comes in because appreciation and gratitude are the only two emotions. Okay. So let's look at it like this. If you looked at a scale um, up and down of the vibratory frequencies and we're talking now we're getting a little technical talking megahertz and things like that. Um, And you can Google these things and, and, um, and I don't have them memorized, but like obviously hate, despair, loneliness are way down on the list right? And then you get to joy, appreciation, love, creativity, those are going to be much higher on the frequency.
0: Yeah. If you Um, just Google emotional guidance scale. Yeah. Uh, Esther, Abraham Hicks has one out there. I was trying to find a picture of it, but yeah, we get you.
1: So, um, I mean, this is, it should be common knowledge and I think people (coughs) do. Okay. Sorry about that. I think think people generally understand that, you know, this is true, but they just don't apply it. And you can't apply it sometimes or one time. It has to be a daily ritual, just like everything else, right? You wake up in the morning, yeah, like a blessing. And you wake up in the morning and you find, oh, I try to find the worst things that have happened to me the day before, or that are still lingering in my heart that hold me, that are heavy, because everybody has that, no one's perfect. And then I try to go and appreciate those things in ways that I would think to myself, if I told somebody else, they would say, you're crazy. Why would you appreciate that? I'm like, well, because I don't want it hanging on my energy spectrum, I want that off. I'm not gonna walk around holding on to this crap, that's for other people, right? Just because people give you energetic vibrations that don't match what you want doesn't mean you have to hang on to them. Mm -hmm. But we get anchored into identity on that. It becomes an identity because our emotional system, we're used to patterns. And when we get those patterns anchored in, the brain just wants to speed up efficiency. So it's like, oh, depression, I recognize that. Let's do that again. That's normal for me. Even though it's not.
0: Yeah, yeah it's those damn neural pathways.
1: Yep. It's all There's... about the interrupting the neural pathways.
2: <clears throat> so, this is all awesome. What do you do for fun? Oh, um, that's funny.
1: So, what do I do for fun? I live in Steamboat Springs, um, so I snowboard, I ski i river raft i mountain bike i'm outside the more time i can spend outside the better i think there's a there's a deep rooted soul you know i don't like to go to the gym and i don't like to work out but um i will go play outside all day long
2: that's cool Mm -hmm. you're like you're like a nature boy connected to the to the earth i love it
1: yeah, I'm a little Even bit of a nature. Birds
2: board. and dogs are chirping and barking behind you. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, this yeah. is a funny situation. I was, I'm at my parents' house staying, and I was, but she's had some electrical guy come over at the last second, and she's like, "Oh, there's no internet," and I'm like, "Okay." She's freaking out. I'm like, "Mom, it's fine. I'll just go outside someplace. It's not a big deal." So
2: That's cool. Just, yeah, you're modeling the go with the flow energy. I like. It.
1: Yeah, it doesn't really. It, uh, resisting things doesn't work. I don't know if you've ever tried to run in a pool before.
2: Oh, yeah. From my you don't, dad, you don't,
1: you don't go any faster than if you walk. Right, uh, right.
2: <laughs> so, Jess, if anybody wanted to, uh, to reach out to you, how, how do they find you? Like, how do we get a hold of you if we want to interact with you and, and have you help us?
1: Yeah, that would be great. Um, you can go to the website. It's www.evolvedlife.co, as in Colorado. Um, there's information there. Um, I also have a free download of the book uh, for, your, for your listeners today. If they would like to um, download the book for free, I'm happy to send that your way. And the, yeah, the link to that would be www.evolvedlife.co slash the dash manifestation dash protocol.
0: What? Okay. Uh doing it right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Writing it down for the show notes.
0: Yeah, I'm like evolved life. Tell me again.
2: Dot co.
0: Life dot co slash the Man- dash manifestation. Man-
1: dash protocol. protocol.
0: You guys, let yep. me just say, um, I actually started on this book, but also hashtag I have uh, a one and a three-year-old. So I've started on like about six books. Um <laughs> But anyway, <clears throat> this one definitely is one that I go back to. It is absolutely incredible. Highly recommend it. And the fact that he's giving away um, a copy for free to our listeners is a beautiful gift. And I hope you guys take advantage of that to change your life. Um, mm-hmm. Jess, that's incredibly generous of you. That's really you
1: awesome. know, it's more important to give things out to people. Um, I, I, There's other things, there's other ways to make money, but I really think that this is like an underlying truth that people should have, and and I wrote the book. It's only fifty pages. It's not a long book. Uh, I have a tome coming out, but that's for other people. But most people don't read that anymore, right? We read Twitter feeds and we read Facebook posts. So this is a book that anybody can get through in in a day or a couple of days, no problem.
0: Yeah, it's a good. Yeah, one. I agree. I did my ebook for free as well. Same thing. It's like about serving. So. Completely agree with you.
2: Yes. Well, Jess, it's been awesome talking to you. I really appreciate your time. I know, Lisa.
1: Oh, thank you. This has been yeah. fantastic.
0: And yeah. any final words of wisdom or inspiration?
1: Um, the only thing I would say is this. Look, we live in power structures and paradigms that control the way that we think about the situations. Um, and really what life is about living is about waking up and being you because everybody else has already taken. And I know everybody said that, but the reality of the situation is Don't do anything you don't want to do.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. That's great advice, right?
0: Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah. No obligations. Yeah. Do what feels good to you. Do what feels like a good vibe to you. Yeah. Yeah. Your soul's already You're on the right path.
1: Yeah, your soul's already trying to tell you what it is, so just shut up and listen.
0: (laughs) I love it. Shut up and listen. (laughs) This has been so great. Thank you so much
1: for having me on. I've appreciated it very much.
0: Thank awesome. you. Bye, Thank everybody. You so Bye, everybody. Have a wonderful All right, flight. Take care. Bye.